1: Want 20% discount on the best earplugs for exercise? Ultra earplugs go in your ears and stay in there. Go to ultraaudio.com, that's U-L-T-R-O, and use the discount code DOM20. That'll save you around $35. That's ultraaudio.com, U-L-T-R-O, and the discount code DOM20. Hello, and welcome to episode 28 of Runners Only with Dom Harvey. On this episode, triathlete Andrea Hansen. Formerly known as Andrea Hewitt. Yeah, you can't have more more children after you get the Commonwealth Games out of the way? or
2: Yes, definitely. Yeah, really? <laughs> very, very.
3: <laughs> <okay>.
1: <laughs> at the time of recording this intro, Andrea was in Birmingham for the 2022 Commonwealth Games. And at the age of 40 and with a toddler, it might be the last time we ever see this triathlon legend wearing the black lycra. In this conversation that we recorded at her home in Christchurch, we talk about her incredible career spanning almost two decades, how she stayed fit during her recent pregnancy, giving birth while nursing a broken arm, that's a hell of a story, and the time she finished a triathlon after breaking her collarbone. I've been a fan of Andrea for years, so it was an absolute pleasure to get to spend time with her. She's, she's quite a shy and modest person, so talking about herself and all the amazing things she's done is not something that comes easy to her, so I can't thank her enough for putting up with me. All right, let's get into it. Episode 28.
3: Episode hey. 28. Runners only kick yeah, yeah, let's get it started. Ay, ay, this is runners only with Dime Harley uh, Fast pace, slow and steady anywhere you coming? Just wanna connect for everyone who loves running. This is runners only yeah. yeah. Let's get it started. Ay, ay, this is runners only with Dime Harley. Uh, fast pace, slow and steady anywhere you coming? Just wanna connect for everyone who loves running. Hey, runners only with Dime Harley.
1: Runners Only with Dom Harvey and Andrea Hansen. It feels weird saying that, Andrea Hansen. I, I, I feel like you've been on our screens for years and years and years as Andrea Hewitt It sort of rolls off the tongue.
2: Well, I guess... How I, are you? Are
1: you used to the new name?
2: I guess I've been around a long time. So yeah, Hewitt is the normal, but yeah, I'm coming back as Hansen.
1: Right, right. And um, you're 40 now. Yeah, 40. <laughs> Why did you roll your eyes?
2: Because everyone brings up my age. <laughs>
1: well, I think um, I suppose they bring up your age because it's remarkable that you're still performing at the level you are at that age.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, when I um, yeah when I started running and doing triathlon, I never thought yeah about my age, and I was a little bit late to start. So, like a lot of the girls that I'm racing now were around when I started, so I don't feel. That old, except when you mentioned the number <laughs> yeah, sorry about <laughs> it. And
1: I did it within the first minute. <laughs> yeah. But if um, someone like, say, Cameron Brown's listening to this, he'll be like, shit, she's young.
2: Yeah, he's going. He's still yeah. going, isn't He's he? doing
1: great. He's doing great. Did you, did, when you started, how old were you when you started out in triathlon? 22. 22, right. Should have been like half your life.
2: Yeah, but, I mean, I was swimming, doing self-lifesaving, all those sports. So, I mean, my whole life I've done sport, it's just triathlon at the moment.
1: Yeah. So it's been um, it's been remarkable. Um, there's so much I want to tick off with you, but three Olympic Games. Yeah. So that's um, Beijing, London, and Rio. And presumably you only missed out on the Tokyo ones because you were pregnant or with a, a baby?
2: Uh, yeah. I didn't get selected. So I had a, I had Flossie last year in February, and yeah. then the Olympics were in July. It was a bit close.
1: Right. And three Commonwealth Games?
2: Three, yeah. The, and, um, New yeah. Delhi wasn't wasn't in the... Didn't have triathlon in the Commonwealth Games, so missed right. two thousand
1: and ten. Right, and um, where did you, where, you? You did quite well in the mate, like top ten finishes, and all of them.
2: Uh, Commonwealth Games. Oh no, not the last one. I got th-
1: oh, sorry third, for bringing was, that yeah, up.
2: I was third in th- third in um, Melbourne back in two thousand six, and then fourth in Glasgow in two thousand fourteen, mm. and then was it thirteenth?
1: <laughs> oh, that's still, still is that a respectable finish? It's one of those one of those sports <laughs> hey, where anything can happen on the day.
2: Well, so I missed st- the swim bunch, so it was all over from there. Right, how did you
1: miss the swim bunch?
2: I didn't swim fast enough.
1: Right. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well,
2: well, that makes sense.
1: Okay. So um, where is the medal? Where do you keep the medal?
2: Oh, the, the, it's the at the front door, the Commonwealth Games. Is it? Yeah. How did I miss that on the way in? Yeah, didn't look at it.
1: <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, I'm, I'm pleased you've still got it. I um, recorded a podcast earlier today with um, Zach Gilford, the former All Black. He won a um, gold medal for the Sevens at um, one of the Commonwealth Games, and um, he sold that for gambling money. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so I'm pleased that you've still got yours. You, so you're going to Birmingham for the Commonwealth Games. Th- this will be your last one or never say never?
2: It will be my last Commonwealth Games, yeah. yeah. Four years from now, 44, it's a bit, bit much, isn't it?
1: I, said, oh, I don't know. I don't know.
2: Yeah, I don't know either, but
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> I just take it year by year at the moment.
1: Yeah, it's a good way to take it. Okay, so um, yes. Yeah, so, so let's go way back. I was reading a bit about you and your family. You're you, like a, sw- a water family, you? a swimming family. Surf life-saving, water polo. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So who, who does – what? one of your sisters is like a, a top-level surf lifesaver. The other one's a water polo.
2: Back when we were at high school right, and
1: right.
2: Yeah, uni. So my older sister Tina did – well, she was the one that started swimming, and that's who I followed to the pool. She's three years older than me. And then she was the one that started surf life-saving. I followed her there too and right. we went to Australia and travelled a bit Hawaii and raced and competed in – Surf life saving, and my younger sister, Sarah, she was the water polo player.
1: Right. And um, so you were just a swimmer growing up?
2: Uh, well, I was a swimmer until I'd say 14, yeah. but I started surf life saving at 11. So I was yeah in the water, but um, I did other sports too. Like right. I did a bit of running
1: too. Okay. So were you quite a good runner, and that's how you sort of gravitated towards triathlon?
2: No, it was just, it was just timing. I just went through the sports changed as I well, each year just decided what I wanted to do and then it was actually I did the coast to coast in 2005 and I met John Hallamans who's triathlon coach and he was telling me I was silly for doing the coast to coast at 22 and had never done anything like that. It's like doing an Ironman really. Did you do the full one? Yeah, one day. Right. Just One day? Just first go, yeah. Right. Never did, done a marathon.
1: Why did he think you were foolish for doing that as 22 too young?
2: Oh, you just said that I'd never done anything like it. Right. Like I hadn't done any long distance, I hadn't really I hadn't done a marathon, I hadn't run that far before and
1: well, the Goat's Pass isn't really running, is it? It's like scrambling over rocks and
2: Yeah, but it's still a yeah, distance. <laughs> yeah, big distance, yeah. Yeah, and how did you get
1: on? I
2: was fourth in two thousand. Oh shit. Yeah, so it wasn't too bad.
1: Right, so is that the moment where you're like, okay, maybe triathlon, You know, maybe I, I replace the, the canoe for dogs? And
2: No, actually, it was before that. He told me that he would coach me for the Coast to Coast over that summer. So he was coaching Christina Anglum, who won the event. And so I was able to go training with her for the Coast to Coast. She won it. She was like sixth that year overall with the men. So only five men beat her. I think she might be the only woman that's ever made the top ten. Wow. And he told me, you know, you can go train with her, but I'll coach you only if you do triathlon after. Mm-hmm. And so the nationals in triathlon was two weeks after, and I went up to Napier, so my first Olympic distance triathlon. and I found So for anyone that doesn't
1: know, what is an Olympic distance triathlon?
2: 1,500 metres of swimming, right. 40K on the bike, and 10K on the run. Right. So it's around two hours. Yeah. So I went to the for New Zealand. For you, So I went to the New Zealand champs and I finished third in the under twenty three, and that qualified me for the world champs straight off. Mm. So in two thousand five, I became a triathlete.
1: Yeah, yeah, and you, you, um, yeah. How many world champs did you um, have you participated in? Uh, Up until
2: two thousand eighteen,
1: right? And and you won it once, so you were the world champion.
2: I won the grand final in two thousand eleven. But in two thousand and nine, it changed from a world championship race to a series. So th- I won the championship race, but I got fin- finished second in the series.
1: Right, right. Oh, disappointing. <laughs> Only the second <laughs> best in the world. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I just felt your husband gave me a leg, which is very nice. I just I, I came in here, I rearranged your house, <laughs> got a coffee table for the microphones. And I just spilled beer on your on your table. Do you coffee want me to get soon. a cloth?
2: It's so. Is that is that okay? Oh, my husband can grab one.
1: I'm a terrible house guest. <laughs> hey, by the way, it's a beautiful house you've got. Yeah. It's... Lots of money in triathlon. <laughs> 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 no, no, I, I had Eric Murray on the podcast a few weeks ago, and he, he told me uh, what it pays being a high-performance sports person, and it's not something you do for the money, is it? It's definitely for the love. You're making sacrifices. So your husband must – oh, thank you. <laughs> he must have a good job. <laughs> oh, he's shaking his head. What do you do? I've got no job. Okay. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> is he? Yeah. Well, we're
2: at the moment, he's – He's teed up a job for September.
1: Yeah, how do yeah how do you guys work it? Like, how many hours a day or a week are you training? What What does an average day look like for Andrea here Andrea Henson.
2: Andrea <laughs> At the moment, I'm training twice a day, so swimming at seven thirty. Well, this morning, swam at seven thirty, and then I had a massage at midday, and then I had a run session at four. So it was two, two and a, two, one and a half hour sessions.
1: Yeah, you're still coping with like the double session days now. With you getting older, you. you
2: yeah, I actually haven't noticed my age. Yeah, and, and, sorry, i put it up like three
1: times in eight minutes. It
2: was more coming back from pregnancy than yeah. it was just hard getting back into the pool and like doing the miles again. I'd never taken that much time off swimming before, probably in my life. Ooh. So it was, that was the difficult part, but the running and the biking, I came back pretty strong.
1: Yeah, because how much of a break... Did, did you did you give up all sort of forms of exercise like in the late stages of the pregnancy or the early stages of your daughter's life? Like how much of a how much of a full break did you have? Because I had um Camille Boscombe on the um on the podcast a few weeks ago. She's heavily pregnant at the moment. Yeah. She's still trying to run like ten k's most days. No, which is I, nuts. I was down to
2: walking. Yeah, but I'm in the yeah. hills, so sometimes I was walking like two hours or so. So I was trying to keep keep you out keep up what you can. Yeah, keep out there, but I wasn't doing any like. I stopped doing, you know, gym work and yeah. those things with the belly. Um, I actually broke my arm. It was how long was it? Was it two weeks, three weeks before I gave birth? So I had a broken arm. It wasn't great. How did you do that? I, I fell over um, in our old house. We had uh, I don't know a little wall at the out the back, and I kind of stepped up onto it and I lost my balance.
1: That sounds like an old age injury. I lost my balance, I had
2: this big belly on me. <laughs>
1: yeah. Wow. Well lucky, um yeah yeah wow, lucky lucky the baby was okay. Yeah, I fell on my arm, broke that. Um and yeah, and you were tough as well. That reminds me of, there was um there was one event you were in where you um like broke your collarbone on the bike and then you, 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 you still finished that leg of the triathlon and then you ran.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when, when was that? In two thousand fourteen, I was in Weihai in China. Uh, silly idea to do a long distance triathlon. So it What's was... What's a long-distance
1: triathlon? It was
2: on a time trial bike, and okay. that was my... So my first... And only, no, I've done two now. My first race, it was on a tri- time trial bike. So big, long aero bars out the front, fast. Came into transition, and it's, it's a little bit harder to control. And so I wasn't used to getting off. First time jumping off the bike at speed, and I just put on the brakes, flipped <laughs> over the front, landed on my collarbone, and then I... I was coming through. No, it's not funny. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it's, I'm just imagining guess what 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 what, okay, so You're on a time trial. You, you must have like, because um, there, there's a well-known saying at all levels of sports that you don't do anything on race day that you haven't already done in training. You must have been on the bike before.
2: Yeah, but when you get what? off the bike, when you're training, you stop. When right. You get off, when you're in a race, you're doing everything at speed. So even jumping on the bike, mm-hmm. sometimes people fly over, slip. Slip I'm sorry their, slip for laughing. You know, has like, got this mental picture of how
1: it happened. Okay, so was it like just a, a fracture or like a proper break? It was a proper break, but so I, because I, I, um, I used to do a bit of cycling, and that that happened to me during the Round Lake Tapo ride one year. I, I clipped someone else's wheel and fell off and broke my collarbone. It's the bloody, it's painful, so painful. <laughs>
2: I know my husband did the same thing, and he he was in
1: pain too. Oh, you, you, I had to wear like button-up shirts because you can't lift your arm up. Just get things like getting in and out of the bath, things that you take for granted. So, how do you like? How do you complete the triathlon well, with, with that injury? Is, is it just adrenaline or what?
2: Well, I sat down in transition, putting my shoes on. I, well, I didn't sit; I fell over because I couldn't <laughs> couldn't feel couldn't, didn't didn't have any strength in my arm. So I was sitting there. A coach came over to me and was like, you're all right." And I was like, I'll try to run. I'm in third. I'll try to mm. try to get third. It was the World Champs, a right. long distance. And so I started running. I remember the first thing was I tried to grab a water bottle. It just slipped through my hand. <sighs> Couldn't drink any water. Uh, just ran 20K and kept my position. That was, I think it was just coming third that was keeping me going.
1: So you finished third? Yeah. How long did the run take you? It was 20K. Yeah, and how long? Can you remember the it time? Was,
2: I think it was 124.
1: That's a good time. Do you, what would you normally do 20Ks in? Like, oh, do you think it was d- slower due to the collarbone? Oh, yeah definitely. No. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
2: Yeah, because I was talking as well a lot of the time. Like, I was telling people I wasn't pain, like, not pain, but I was telling people that I had something wrong with me. I didn't know it was my collarbone at that time. Right,
1: right. Oh, my God. Yeah, when it happened to me, it was the, the most demoralizing thing. So I get, I get taken to um, Taupo Hospital – and then they just give me, like, an ibuprofen and a sling and send me on my way. Because they can't, there's nothing they can really do about it. Oh,
2: I got it plated.
1: Oh, did you I, get plated? Yeah,
2: I came home and the bone had, like, fallen, like, completely broken, fallen down the side of my arm. And so I had to get it put back together. So they put seven pins in a plate, had it in there for
1: a year. <sighs> Is that the worst injury you've had in triathlon in the sport? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. Unbelievable. Um, and 2018, you make the Queen's birthday honours list.
2: Yeah, that is, was cool. Is that yeah? Is that a cool
1: thing? Like, yeah. What happens there? Do you do you get a heads up that it's going to happen?
2: Yeah, and just a letter in the mail. Yeah,
1: just and, out of the blue.
2: Yeah, out of the blue, and if you want to accept it, and then um, yeah, then someone writes or the person who nominated you, organisation writes what they gave it to you for, and you go and get presented.
1: Yeah. So you get, where do you go to get presented?
2: Uh, I chose the Christchurch yeah. presentation, and it was at the Air Force Museum. Yeah, so I was probably the youngest there. I don't want to say fifty years, maybe at twenty years.
1: <laughs> but, <laughs> well, I suppose you've you accomplished so much in in these years of your life that um you, know, you have done enough for the sport of triathlon to deserve it at this young age.
2: Yeah. Well. I, they probably thought I was going to retire at that stage. So.
1: <laughs> you proved them wrong. <laughs> yeah.
2: They yes, probably thought 2018 was my last Commonwealth game, yeah. so that was probably good timing, and for them, they thought, and here I am.
1: <laughs> yeah, have, have people, as you've sort of progressed through the 30s, sort of started to, I don't know if write you off as the, the right way to frame it, but just think that it's going to be the end of your career?
2: Yeah, well, I've, even I did. From 2016, I thought that was the end of my career, and I – Kept going and did really well in 2017, one of my best years. And then I got sick in 2018, didn't know if I was going to go on for 2019. So I did step back a bit. And when I had Flossie, I knew I wanted to get fit and I knew I was going to train and do those things. But I didn't know I was going to come back and be at the Commonwealth Games. Yeah. But when you compete, and like, I just do the best I can. So it was... Yeah, it was just a progression. All the competitions I've done this last year have got better and better.
1: Mm. I, mean, you seem, you know, I mean, yeah, the amount of training, the, the amount of work that's involved, you need that passion for it. Eh? You, need, you, need, you need that fire in your belly, which it's clear, looking in your eyes here, that you still have.
2: Yes, yeah, it's, it's really good. And at the moment, I'm swimming with Dame Sophie Pascoe. So. Oh, you yeah, have heard of her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we um, – we swim next to each other in the pool and really push each other along, and she's the same. She's like, this could be my last year. And
1: Right. Even, yeah, though, how, even how,
2: though she's only, what, well, how old is she, 28?
1: She must be exhausted. Like Oregon yeah. swimming's got to be the worst sport to train for. Like, you, your head's down, you're looking at a black line for hours on on end, and she's done that for so many years. Like, the, um, yeah. We started together like in, little, back in Beijing. Did you? So even
2: though she's 28, she's been to the same amount of Olympics. Yeah. Well, more. She went to
1: Tokyo, too. Unbelievable. She's only 28. Yeah. Feels like she's been on our screens forever. Yeah, remarkable. Yeah. So, so you and your husband, how did you guys meet?
2: <laughs>
1: What's the story there? <laughs> how uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was through a f- he just mutual po- friend. By the way, he's just behind the sofa over there. He just popped up with a banana. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <Yep>.
2: <laughs> just through a mutual friend who does yeah. triathlon. Yeah, he was living with them, and he... Well, you met him through swimming, and Ollie dabbled in some cycling, and he even a few triathlons. And yeah, he started. Any, any good?
1: <laughs> he's shaking his head, no. Was he any good?
2: Well, his claim is that he beat me in his. He's beat me in the two triathlons we've done together, right? Two nil. Two nil. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so
2: yeah, through a, through Mike Phillips, who he's one, I'm in New Zealand, and he does a lot of training with me in Christchurch,
1: right? That was a very unromantic story. There's got to be more to it than that. Was it like, love? It, who had a crush on who? Was it love at first sight? Or so one-sided. So,
2: yeah. Oh, my gosh. I got played. Oh. What,
1: well, you got played? Yeah. I fell for it. Want 20% discount on the best earplugs for exercise? Ultra earplugs go in your ears and stay in there. Go to ultraaudio.com, that's ULTRO, and use the discount code DOM twenty. That'll save you around thirty-five dollars. That's ultraaudio.com ULTRO and the discount code DOM twenty.
2: This isn't this isn't true. (laughs) I don't know. know. (laughs) No, we just we're hanging out. We're just doing the training and yeah. yeah, It just happened like that. Yeah. Yeah. Did, did you sort of train together a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he started training a lot with Mike and I was already – well, running and – run mm.
1: okay. yeah. Well, he runs with me now. Anyway, here we are now. Yeah, here we are so now. in your beautiful house
2: yeah, with does, your beautiful and, daughter. Yeah, and he doesn't have to work because he's coming over with us. We leave on Thursday and we're overseas for two and a half months.
1: How exciting is that? So, when do, so we're recording this um, podcast at the end of May. So you, you're leaving later this week. And then when did the Commonwealth Games start?
2: On the tw- It's on the 29th of July.
1: Right. Okay. But I'm racing. So why are you going so soon as to I'm racing in Leeds
2: next, um, two weekends away. Right. And that's one of the World Triathlon Series. And then training with the New Zealand team over in Spain yeah. in the warm weather. And racing Hamburg too before the Commonwealth Games.
1: Well, yeah. And how are you feeling about the Commonwealth Games? Like, Do you have any sort of expectations or hopes or goals?
2: I think I'll know more after Leeds because yeah. I'll be racing the girls that I used to race and I haven't done one of the races. Yeah, it's been over two years. I went to Malula Bar in 2020 and was fourth there. Um, yeah, mm. hopefully it's it's all on track.
1: So you feel yeah. like if, if everything goes right over there, you could be on the podium?
2: Yeah, definitely if yeah, everything yeah, goes yeah, right.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. If I make that front pack.
1: Yeah, can you can you explain that for anyone that doesn't sort of fully understand triathlon? How do you mean if you make so, that front? Pad? Okay,
2: so there's drafting, drafting allowed on the bike, mm-hmm. and so if you miss that draft, it's really hard to catch up. So it starts with a swim, and you can. So people say that you either you just you swim, you can either lose it, lose the whole race in the swim, or just like be in the race. So if I swim fast enough and come out together with the front. Of the race, then I can start at the front of the race. It's a lot
1: easier, right? Now, is that one of those things where it's easier said than done, or do you have like a game plan or a strategy for how you can do well in this one?
2: Um, it's well, I'm definitely not as fast a swimmer as the top swimmers. That's the thing. So, I'm always battling. Um, but if I get in the right position, like around the buoy, being on the inside. And getting on the right feet, so drafting on the swim too, as well as on the bike, right. and also having a good transition. So running out of the water, putting the helmet on, uh, it, taking the wetsuit off, and then jumping on the bike.
1: There's a lot going on, isn't there? Do you, <laughs> you, do, you do you practice those transitions?
2: Yeah, probably not enough. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I have raced. I think I've, I think I've, I've been told it's something like two hundred and thirty. Uh, world triathlon races, so...
1: Jeez, you've done some stuff. It's yeah. a lot of racing.
2: Well, I just keep going from... When I started triathlon, from, it was kind of like planned the next year of what races I would do, like I'd qualified numbers in, in the New Zealand team, so I just went and did most of the world triathlon races the next year and just kept going, and I haven't really been injured, so some years I was racing 20, 22 times.
1: Yeah, how so? Is, is that just luck? Luck of the genes, or I mean, I you had been injured. There was that collarbone incident that we talked about before, but no actual injuries. Like, yeah, no. That, knee, I missed one trip. race because yeah.
2: of that, and then mm. got straight back into it. The um, I don't think it's I don't think it's genes, mm. but I think it's just uh, like I don't know. It's called strategy when yeah. like injury prevention, knowing knowing your body, knowing how to train and. Knowing what you, how you can train and what you can do. Yeah. Not pushing too hard and not being on that limit and going over. Right,
1: and, right. Are you quite good at listening to your body, are you?
2: Well, I guess so. If, yeah. I, haven't, yeah. Yeah, if I haven't been, yeah, <laughs> if I had, I don't get sick that often and those sort of things.
1: Yeah. Um, and is it true that you were back running um, just two weeks after giving birth? I thought I read that somewhere.
2: Uh, probably, I was probably I was probably <laughs> on the wind trainer one week after. Right. I know that um, when I came out of hospital, so I had Flossie Friday. Came out of hospital the next Thursday because I had a cesarean, and then on the Saturday, so eight days after, I walked halfway up the adventure park because the downhill mountain biking was on. So I was watching that.
1: Mm. And have you done quite a bit of running with the pram?
2: Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, been taking Flossie around the hills.
1: Okay. Oh my god, that's good training, isn't it?
2: Yeah, especially now she's ten and a half kgs. Wow! So.
1: Yeah, cause I'm driving to your house tonight, it's um, that's a it's up a very very steep and long hill. Yeah,
2: it's a good N- not a, good a nice way to end your run. Yeah. Oh, uh, especially <laughs> the bike, good strength training. Uh, for yeah, a bike. no, the, ra- the b- run's okay. Normally, I'd run up to start and then run down
1: to finish. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Why did you call her Flossie? What is it? What's Flossie short for? Florence. Florence is that why Florence?
2: Why Florence? Uh, it's part of Ollie's family from Ashburton.
1: Mm, that's a beautiful name. Man. Yeah, you can't have more more children after you get the Commonwealth games out of the way or
2: Yes, definitely. Yeah, really? <laughs> very, very happy. <laughs>
3: <okay.
1: laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good. Well you seem like wonderful parents. She's a real cutie. She should okay. be in bed right now, right?
2: Yeah. It's head and mess with her. <laughs> yeah. Hey Hello. <laughs>
1: Well, she's wide awake. She's not going anywhere. she's smiling. Um, Are you flying, um, when you fly overseas, are you flying business or economy, or how do they fly you over there? No, we just fly economy. Really? Oh, God, economy with a baby. (laughs) Poor other passengers. It's so inconsiderate of you guys. I know. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) Are you nervous about how she's going to fly?
2: I'm okay. She's yeah, fine when yeah. she's sitting on me and she's around me. Ollie's a bit nervous. I said we could do half each, like give me four hours, give him four hours. And he was like, no, 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 no. I'll find another seat and <laughs> <laughs> and go sit at the back. And yeah, then, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. I can have her own seat. Because at the moment she doesn't have a seat. Right. So she can sit, she can sleep in that bassinet if she will.
1: Okay. It's oh, like, so you have like the exit row seats at the front where they have the ta- clip-on table yeah, thing, for the whatever. under twos. Oh, yeah. Oh, cool, cool. Oh, that'll be good. Where, are you, where do you stay over there?
2: All over in yeah. Airbnbs, hotels. Yeah, all over.
1: Mm. Um, something else that's part of the, um, the the fabric of your life. and I don't, I don't know if you want to get into this or not, but your your ex and um, his tragic death, like seven years ago. So you were you were married or engaged?
2: Uh, we're engaged.
1: Yeah. yes. yeah. So, so this was um Laurent.
2: Laurent, yeah. Laurent. We yeah. met in two thousand five. Yeah. And he was a triathlete, a French yeah. triathlete.
1: Really good, right?
2: Yeah, really, really yeah. good. Uh, he could run really, really fast. Um, and he ended up coach, starting coaching me. So uh, he started coaching uh, when my coach retired, John Hallamans, in two thousand eight. And John Hallamans, by the way, has retired. I think five mm-hmm. times or so. So, and now <laughs> he's also he's he's still my coach. So. Right? Oh, okay. <laughs> So he is still a triathlon coach, but. Um, Lauren started coaching when he coached me, and then he, this was in two thousand nine, and then he coached himself, and he went to the Beijing Olympics and London Olympics, and yeah, we were together until his passing. I,
1: I was listening to um, a podcast that he was on just the other day, actually. Um, I think it was recorded in Wanaka. It sounds like it was recorded in a, um, in, in like a, a restaurant in a hotel or something. And he, at that point, he was talking about his. Um, it had heart problems, like it collapsed in a race or whatever. Yeah, it's quite, quite sort of haunting hearing it in a way.
2: Yeah, he, knowing what w- eventually happened, he f- uh, fainted. Uh, the first time was in Kitzbühel, and then in Sydney, and then during training. And the episode during training, he got put into an induced coma. So that one um, was the end of his career. So he was still coaching me, and yeah, everything was. Fine, like he didn't have any other problems, um, and it was just sudden, very mm. sudden.
1: So, guess okay, so so, so that, that's why he retired from the sport because of the, the the heart problems. Yes. Um, but presumably he thought he thought it was like you know, being managed or it was under control.
2: Yeah, it was. Sports- or was it always
1: one of those things where where?
2: No, it was sports induced. So he thought by stopping sport that it wouldn't happen again. Yeah. Like it had only happened when he was doing sport. And they never, ever gave us any indication that it would happen during a sleep. And
1: so what was it? Just like a massive heart attack?
2: I, th- I don't think yeah. it's a heart right. attack when it's and a heart attacks when the artery is blocked. Right. For, I'm not sure what that is, but yeah. I think um, it was a cardiac arrest. Right. That's what <sighs> they call it. It's just a heart stop. Right.
1: Oh my God! I'm so sorry you had to go yeah. through that. It's awful. He's so highly thought of in the um, triathlon community as well. I remember Chris, G- Chris Kimmel at the time said some really kind words about him. Um, so, 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 you, so you're there at the time, yeah. Yeah, and so, so when when you hear the saying that someone died in their sleep, do they actually uh, uh, was it, was he actually asleep? So you just wake up in the morning and, and he's passed, or I, did,
2: did, I woke up in the middle of the night, but I'm not sure why. Mm. Or, yeah, it was at two thirty in the morning.
1: Nothing Oh my
2: god How do
3: you
1: Recover from that How long How long did it? Is it one of Those things You ever get over
2: I guess not When you think About it Like when Someone brings It up like this But um, There was Nothing That I could do I stayed over there I was We had the funeral um, I was with his family um, And then yeah, there's nothing I could do. There was no, I wasn't going to live over in France anymore. Yeah. Um, I just yeah. came home.
1: Because you guys sort of split the year, right? You'd have half the year in France and half the year here in New Zealand. So how old were you at the time? Like 32, 33?
2: I was 33.
1: You was 31. Oh, I'm so sorry you had to go through that. It's, does it does it get easier?
2: Um, yeah, definitely. It <laughs> definitely gets easier. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, it's – yeah, he's still –
1: a big part of your life. Yeah, a huge yeah. part of my life. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I suppose, like, when something like that happens, you, 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 you could go in two different ways. Like, you could lose the desire to um, compete and do the thing that you loved and the thing that you did together. What, why did you decide to go on? Was it, like, almost like to honour his memory in a way or because you still had so much to give the sport?
2: Honestly, I, it didn't even cross my mind to stop triathlon. Did it but, not? And that was just what I was doing. I know yeah. that there were articles and... People were saying, you know, we'll give her time to see what she wants to do. But in my mind, I was never just going to stop.
1: Yeah, like I wouldn't. Nobody want you to, right?
2: It was in 2015, yeah. so I'd already qualified for Rio. Um, obviously, a whole lot had to change. when I came home, he wasn't there, so I had to. I just, you know, had to work with who I could, who was around, who was around me, and uh, obviously find a new coach and those sort of things. But I was really lucky. I found Maddie Dillon. Well, I didn't find her. She she decided that she wanted to spend the year with me, and she was a, she was a triathlete from Auckland. So I was really lucky to have her. In.
1: Oh, I know Maddie. Yes. Yeah, yeah, we've got yeah. a few half marathons you together. Have. Yeah,
2: <laughs> That's what I mean. yeah, yeah. She's really.
1: I was pacing one. I was doing pacing this run in um, Omaha. I, like I was the ninety minute pace guy. And um, you know, you look around a few K's in, and she's she's there, and she's like, "Oh, I'm hoping to, to hoping to do ninety or break 90, And it wasn't until afterwards that I like I looked her up, and it's like, "Oh shit!" Or oh, she's legit. Yeah, she's <laughs> probably even faster than ninety. She's oh, done,
2: she's, way she's done eighty four now. I yeah, think.
1: and then I saw her in um, Fittyanga last year, and um, we were sort of running it, running about the same pace for the first ten K's, and then she just blasted. And I did. Um, I remember my time was um, one hour twenty three forty five, and she was like a minute or two quicker than that. Oh, yeah. She's very speedy. Oh, so you trained with Maddie for a while?
2: Yeah, she came to Christchurch yeah. for from in 2016, and yeah. then she was my training partner and just with me for every, all the year until the Olympics. And then even the next summer, she came down to Christchurch and trained. And
1: so, um, dealing with the, like the grief side of things, like did you, did you see a therapist? Do you have any counselling or anything at the time, or are you just quite good at like you seem quite stoic? Are you quite good at um, like just processing things on your own?
2: Well, I wasn't on my own. When I came home, I had, yeah. well, when I was over there even, I had family and friends like Chris Gamble came and um, James Alvary and Tom Davison. So friends from New Zealand came over and like, I had a lot of support around me. And then when I came home to New Zealand, I was with my parents and, yeah, my sister was here. So I always had people around me. And then, yeah, with High Performance Sport, they did office a therapist and I think I saw him twice.
1: <laughs> not, not for you. Or? No, no, but John
2: Hallman had al- had always said that like there were athletes that he coached that needed a little kick in the butt, and he ne- he said he always said that I didn't need that; that I would do my training and mm. wouldn't complain. So, I mean, I wasn't fine after what everything that happened, but no, of course not. But I did, like I managed, and I had a lot of family support, yeah, close
1: support. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm so. Yeah, I mean, you, you're married now. We've talked about your name, so I'm, I'm I'm so pleased. I guess it took a while before you were sort of ready, you know, to be open for that again.
2: Yeah, um, just through yeah, it was just through training and friends. I didn't go out looking. It was just <laughs> you went on Tinder, <laughs> went no, on Tinder, I went on Bumble. No, <laughs> right place, right time, right yeah. moment.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, oh, thanks for sharing and being so honest about that. It's a, a terrible thing. I think when when it happened, everyone in New Zealand sort of. You know, I really felt for you. It's an awful thing to go through.
2: Yeah, well, I was. it was just a shock. It was mm. so sudden it was. A shock for everyone.
1: Yeah, it's funny how these things happen, eh? and you wonder how, like, how, I mean, you, you, like you've got a beautiful life now, and it's amazing. You've got a, you, you know, you're married, and you've got your daughter, and you live in this fabulous mm. house, but you just wonder how different your life would have been, I guess.
2: Oh uh, Yeah, definitely, mm. yeah, but you can't think like that, no, can you? You can't no. think in the past, and, yeah, I always said I was going to live in New Zealand, but... With different, with someone different, it just doesn't work out all the time.
1: Where, where does this like um, mental strength of yours come from? Do, do, do you know? Is everyone in your family like this? Like you just seem very. Um...
2: No, all of us are. Our sisters, <laughs> this is all completely different. So no, I wouldn't say that we're yeah. anything similar.
1: Yeah. Um, has your mental health over the years? has been good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I haven't had any issues there.
1: Yeah, oh, that's great.
2: You mean the high performance um, environment? I don't, I don't know.
1: I, 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 yeah, it's just something I bring up with everyone on the podcast. I well, mean, the h- it's like, high
2: performance environment is high pressure. Yeah, but in triathlon, being an individual sport, the pressures, you know, is what you what you bring to yourself. It's not it's not someone telling you, mm. you know, you, you have to yeah. perform. Otherwise, you are going to be kicked off the team. There is not really a team; it's you perform. Yeah, if you don't perform, obviously, you are not good enough to be. Doing those races, there are like there's there are tiers of races. So there's the World Triathlon Series, the World Champs, and then well, all the Olympics above that. But then under that, there's the World Cups and the international points races and the New Zealand Series races.
1: So mm-hmm.
2: yeah, triathlon you can you can still be really competitive, but you can just be competitive in the lower events.
1: Yeah, and I, I suppose you've got to sort of drive yourself in a way, hey. Push yourself out the door to do the training and do the yeah. necessary work.
2: Yeah, but that's some. Sometimes I don't understand some people that they think that they like they can skip the lower level events, so they want to just race it against the best in the world, and right. they they haven't done the whole steps to get all the steps to get there. And that's sometimes that's why you know injuries happen or people push themselves too hard. And all people want to get there too fast, but then saying that Hayden Wilde, has had a huge, <laughs> huge, huge, like, he just went from, from um, yeah, racing the local events and, and age group events actually started and then Olympic medals. So Yeah, so Hay- Hayden Wilde, um, <laughs> he,
1: he's a superb runner. So then, then I suppose he just had to work on the cycling and, and the swimming. And uh, I feel like it's probably like that for a uh, – I mean, Lance Armstrong, you know, the cyclist. So he used to do triathlon, and I, yeah, s- I he suppose did. he was just like exceptional on the bike and not so good in the swim and the run. So he used sort to of gravitated towards cycling. Um, but how did it work? How did it work for you? Like, w- w- you know, were you were you a very good swimmer?
2: Yeah, at the beginning, yeah. I was at the front on the swim and all the in ev- every event. So yeah, I started off as a swimmer who could bike, and then sometimes I could run.
1: What do you mean, sometimes you could run?
2: Well, <laughs> to win the world <laughs> champs, I ran like thirty six minutes
1: fast for 10,000.
2: For 10, yeah, yeah 10 yeah. kilometres. And now, well, I would say I could run under 34, 33 minutes high. Wow. So I actually, that's why my swimming at the moment, when I say I'm not making the front pack, the swimming is my weakness now. So I've turned it around. <laughs> How <laughs> did that Yeah, exactly. So from, from, being a, from training for triathlon, like, uh. of course you have to be the fastest runner to win the race and so I trained a lot on the run my body composition everything's changed probably look more like a runner now than mm. a swimmer so lost my shoulders and lost a bit of strength
1: because mm. what, what um what, what time do most people do on the run like you say you do 34 like can you make up places on the run if, if you have a shit time on the bike and you're not in that first group is there a chance that you can pull people back in or no yeah, depend-
2: it- yeah, depends how big the groups are. But the Commonwealth Games, there's probably going to be like twenty something in the race. So that's why if you're not in a group of cyclists, if you're with you know one or two others. It's a lot harder than being in the front group, which was probably going to be ten or so.
1: Yeah, well, I or did, the biggest group. I, I did a um a ten k time trial last Friday, and I did um thirty nine minutes forty seven seconds, which I was going sub forty. I was very very stoked about. So you're you're peeling off like um under three and a half minute k's. Yeah, three. Yes. The three twenty something k's that something. is flying, and you're you're tiny. <laughs> hey, what's your height? 1
2: meter 60.
1: 1 meter 60. They've got tiny little legs. <laughs> short little legs. Yeah, they go. How do you go so damn quick? That's insane. They just have
2: a big cadence. <laughs> just, I just yeah, go on cadence. A, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, wow, no, that's remarkable. Yeah. Um, I just can't. I oh, can't. I'm like a meter ninety-four. I've got very, very long, very tall legs. Well, there's that would all be, be demoralising. There's
2: all shapes and sizes in <laughs> triathlons. so yeah. There's there are some really tall, lanky, fast runners. Yeah, and then a lot of little, small.
1: Mm. And are you going to get a um, a break over there after competition?
2: Yeah, we plan on having a two-week break after the Com Games, so a bit of a holiday over in Europe.
1: Yeah, cool. Whereabouts?
2: Uh, we'll, from Birmingham, we'll go down to London, make our way to Paris, down the south of Paris, and see some friends, and then Dubai on the way home to see my sister.
1: Oh, how good. How good. And, and then Ollie
2: has to get back to reality and start working.
1: Yeah, what's what's, <laughs> what's the job when you start working? Full uh, South Park. Paul South bar. Oh, rich guy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and what about you? Like, What's um, life going to look like um, post-triathlon? You, you've got a degree, right, a Bachelor in Economics?
2: Yeah, Bachelor of Commerce. Yeah. Um, Honestly, I have no idea. Um, what,
1: yeah, what... Can you, what can you do with that degree?
2: Probably nothing.
1: Probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, what do you want to? Do? I, th- I think the hard thing is after having like the fabulous and remarkable and decorated career that you've had, and and, and high performance sport, is finding something that's going to spin your wheels. You know, something that you're passionate about and into. Do you reckon?
2: Yeah. <laughs> something
1: yeah, something that just doesn't feel like a like a grind or a job.
2: Yeah, I don't really know what that feels like. So
1: yeah, what about coaching or something? Or would you want to remain in the sport? Or?
2: Um, I I don't think I'd make a very good coach. At least I don't have. You don't think? No. Why? Well, <laughs> the way that I train, it's not. Uh, I guess it's not very. How are you? Explain? <laughs> well, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, All
1: oh, right. Yeah, <laughs> oh, you're saying that. Yeah, my
2: mentality. Right. The mentality. I don't know. I don't think I've got the mentality to start someone. Right. To build, I guess.
1: But then you, your, your, your ex, he was, he was a very good triathlete and a very good coach.
2: Yeah, I know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, so you could.
2: Um, I also, I don't think that I'd want to go straight into just. Yeah. Being a triathlon coach, I I'll definitely I'll definitely go into some sort of coaching, maybe with Flossie and her schoolmates or something like that, lower level. Yeah. But I think to like because I was an elite athlete, if I want to coach, if like if I go straight into coaching, people will probably think I want to coach elites, right? And go straight into that, and I don't think I've learned enough of the lower.
1: Right, Okay, you need to like. Yeah, do, do your, do your 10,000 hours or do yeah, your graft or whatever. Six. and Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, what about um, doing longer distances yourself? Oh, there was yeah, Bevan Dock at it. Bevan, how, how old were you when um, Bevan and Hamish finished first and second at the Olympics? Do you remember that? How old yeah, were I remember. You, that were you was, competing then? No, oh.
2: that was before I started. So that's how, when I got into the sport, there was so much funding. That's how we got yeah, over to Europe. Right, and right. there were like, I think there were 36 of us in France in 2006. Just off the back of them. They did amazing for the sport. Um, so did that sort
1: of inspire you to get into triathlon in a way or no, not really.
2: No, I never <laughs> I never thought of it like that. <laughs> yeah. It was really no, so, it was just, really cool that they got gold and silver, but when I started triathlon, I didn't think I was gonna go to the Olympics. Yeah. It wasn't what I thought I was going Oh, doing. is that right?
1: Just wasn't even on your sort of radar. No. When did you realise yeah. that you were you you know you you were like Olympic potential?
2: I guess when I went to the World Champs, it was in September in 2005, it was my fourth Olympic distance triathlon and I got, well, I got first, I won, the under 23 World Champs and then my coach John Hallamans was like, you should go to the Com Games trial, I think it was in six weeks after that, so when I made the Com Games team I think that was like Big surprise, I had to stop, I was working at a surf shop back then, oh, so right. I had to stop work, and I was like, I don't think I can work anymore, I've got to go overseas for seven weeks. And shaka
1: bra. <laughs> is that what you said when you said goodbye to the surf shop, shaka bra. <laughs> <laughs> What was, is that the only job you've had?
2: Uh, I was a lifeguard.
1: Yeah. That
2: was when I was like oh, 16. That's not, a real, that's not a
1: real job, that was yeah, like, that's
2: it was, a. it yeah. was a six week job over the summer. Is that right? right? In like a paid yeah. job? Yeah. yeah, paid guard it was called. Right. <laughs> but I was 16, 17. and yeah, then surf shop. That was I did. I finished university, and I mean that was my job through university.
1: Right. Wow. What was the surf shop?
2: It was called um, Euphoria. Euphoria. Of long course, long. it was.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's the most surf shop name ever. Oh no, the reason I brought up um. Uh, the Bevan and Hamish thing before, because when when Bevan stopped doing uh, like Olympic distance triathlon, he, he had to go at Iron. I, I think he won, he won the Tapo Iron Man. Yeah, Would you be keen to try a longer distance?
2: Well, that's the thing. You have to go on the time trial bike. It's more, it's more of a cyclist based event. You have to bike one hundred and eighty k, like pretty much around Tapo, isn't
1: it? Yeah, like backwards and forwards down this rural road. Yeah, it looks like a punishing course. Yeah. But I mean, you, you know, I probably you'd could be do good at it.
2: That. I don't know no I just never thought of doing
1: it yeah would you would you want to keep um keep competing at some level even when you're you're no longer running thirty four minutes for ten thousand meters do you know um, what I mean you can to be involved in the sport or is it one of those things where you just wouldn't yeah it's either top level or nothing
2: i don't know I haven't thought about that either because when I started sorry like, I'm giving you so much well, yeah, to think so about many, here so many questions so uh, when I started um doing the cross countries last year so I had flossie and February and then in May, I was running the cross countries, and at the beginning, just didn't feel right like I wasn't fit enough. Mm. But I knew that I could go faster, but I just wasn't pushing. It was probably one of those things that I thought if I pushed, I might get injured or you know hurt myself. So I didn't, and then each race just got better, and you know, the feeling came back. And then I thought, yeah, actually, I can run fast again.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, how good, how good. All right, your husband's just left the room, how many kids do you want? he knows? Does <laughs> it do you want a yeah. big family?
2: No, I'll just have well i have one or two more, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and why not? Why not if you can? It's like your great parents. You yeah, enjoy, we love it. Uh, you enjoying being a mum? Yeah.
2: Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I think Ollie's grown into it. He said he wasn't he wasn't, wasn't ready at the beginning.
1: Yeah. Oh, you never are though, are you? No. Um, you said before you had a cesarean, well, well, any, any particular reason for that, or was it just a...
2: Yeah, there were complications. Yeah, the yeah. heart rate, Flossie's heart rate started going, get it going higher and higher, and then the contractions were like three and a half minutes, and they said that wasn't normal, so...
1: Jeez, with her, with her heart rate, was that uh, like triggering for you in any way? Uh,
2: I was already mm. in labour, so it was already painful. And- right.
1: Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How was the birth experience for you? I, I'm guessing you've got a, you know, you ran, you fell off the bike, and you ran ten k's in a very good time with a broken collarbone. I'm guessing you've got a huge pain threshold.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is Ollie laughing at me because he brought me sushi home, and as soon as I ate it, I threw it up, and then I, <laughs> then I started like shaking, and I was like, I think I'm in labor. But I don't. Know, I don't know if I am. <laughs> and he goes, You're in labor. You're definitely in labor. We're going to the hospital. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you think you're in labor? What do you mean?
2: Well, it was like because they, well, they keep telling you, you know, it's got to, You've got to have contractions three within ten minutes, and the contractions weren't regular; they were all over the place, and I was in pain, but I didn't know if it was labor pain. I was like shaking and
1: <laughs> right, right. But, but so, so, were you in pain, or was it just was it manageable?
2: Well, for me, it was manageable. it's a like
1: yeah, you're an ice queen. <laughs> Unbelievable! Hey, um, has been so nice sitting down and chatting with you. You're an a- absolute icon of the uh, sport of triathlon in New Zealand. It's going to be um, it's going to be a weird scene when you finally decide to hang up the hang up the helmet or whatever you whatever you do.
2: Yeah, it's pro- probably more weird for me, like coming back and you know having a whole group of younger younger people around me. I think there's the other girls on the team; they're twenty. 325 years old, so sometimes it's a bit weird for me as well. Yeah, um, you must feel like an auntie or something. Yeah, to still be here, but I can definitely still compete against them, so that's why I'm still here.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely you can. That's why you're going to the Commonwealth Games. Yeah. Yeah. All right, hey, best of luck over there. Man, how good would it be to see you on that podium? (laughs) No pressure, no pressure, but another medal for the hallway here would be nice, wouldn't it?
2: Yeah, that'd be... That'd be the icing on the cake.
1: Yeah, all right. Andrea Hansen, formerly Hewitt, thank you very much for your time today. Thank you. And best of luck. Thank you. Oh, you're still here. Aren't you the best? Um, thank you so much for listening all the way through. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. I'm guessing a lot of people don't make it this far. So so if you have done, uh, yay. Yay for you. I really appreciate it. No pressure, but do me a favor if you want. If you don't already do this, uh, like, subscribe, follow, do whatever you've got to do, wherever you get your podcast from. I'm not sure how it makes a difference, but apparently it does. Feel free to give it a rating, like a five star or a review, and um, I think the best sort of marketing I can do to spread the word about this podcast and this mission we're on is um, the word of mouth stuff, so let a friend know if you think they'll enjoy it, or share it on your social media channels, but no pressure to do any of that, only if you want. Uh, The main thing is, I just appreciate you being here, appreciate you listening to this, and I really hope you got something out of it. Feel free to send me any feedback, complaints, criticisms, whatever you've got, any time. I won't necessarily change anything, but I do read it all, and I do take it all on board. Instagram's a good way to get a hold of me. Slide into my DMs at domharveynz, or email me, domharveynz at gmail.com. Okay, thanks so much. I hope to see you next week. Want 20% discount on the best earplugs for exercise? Ultra earplugs go in your ears and stay in there. Go to ultraaudio.com, that's U L T R O, and use the discount code DOM20. That'll save you around $35. That's ultraaudio.com, U L T R O, and the discount code DOM20. Hold
0: up.